DJ and the coach, Tim Lacombe. It is time to break down NBA free agency. Everything that happened would take 15 hours. We want to try and do it in 15 to 20 minutes. All right. Uh, let's start at the top with the Jazz moves. For a team that needed shooting, that needed a point guard, it seems like they've addressed the problems. The question I have, leaping ahead from the obvious here, that they've got five guys who can shoot 40% on catch-and-shoot threes. And when you're running a bunch of pick-and-rolls, you're making the other team help, you figure out a lot of catch-and-shoot threes. So, great moves, great gets. Everybody's in love with it now, but when you get to the middle of the next season, and 29 teams have had a chance to attack this, what are the flaws we're going to be talking about? Because coming out of the Rocket Playoff Series, we're all saying, well, they need more shooters. So they've acquired more shooters. But you're not going 82-0. A new problem always arises. The other guys are good and smart, too. What are they going to find? Where are they going to attack this team now? Because on the surface, it looks like the Jazz made all the right moves and they're good to go. Well, right, right, right off the bat, you would say that the Jazz, <clears throat> maybe they've got Donovan and Mike who are guys who can break the defense down. Right. Okay. And, and at, after that, really, that's that's about what you have. And uh, then you got Bogdanovich and Ingles, who if you help off them, they're deadly. Right. Right. So you're going to have to decide. Well, do we give up a layup here, or do we take a chance on an open three? I, th- I think that the the interesting piece will be how how good will this team translate defensively and the thing i like about it is conley's really tough i actually had a blazers fan talk to me just the other day after this move went down and he said conley gives lillard as more more trouble than anybody any other guard in the league matchups are critical when you get to a playoff series so that's important that's a really good one right and and the same kind of things that lillard does i mean it should translate to like a harden or somebody like that conley's just a tough guy he's a veteran he understands how to do it um how will it affect their defense um you know with bogdanovich on the floor obviously rudy helps everybody become a better defender because he's back there cleaning things up I don't see a real hole or flaw in the offensive side of the ball. I would say that perhaps if there is something, it might be defensively, but that's the, that's the one piece that's unknown. Offensively, the Jazz ha- seem to have two or three guys that can initiate offense. They have guys who can stretch the floor. They have a big guy who can step out and stretch the floor. And then they've got a, uh, you know, a guy who can roll to the basket, require help, and spot shooters up around the, the perimeter. So on paper, this looks to be a very, very good summer, great summer for the Jazz, maybe best in franchise history. That will all be determined. Um, if there are any question marks right now, it would probably be for me the defensive side of the ball and how that all translates. Is the bench good enough? And obviously they've still got some roster spots to fill, but obviously they're going to be filling at the minimum, and maybe they hit on somebody the way they hit on Royce O'Neal because they're going to pay him $1.6 million this year, and he's going to be a steal. He's, he's essentially the sixth man here. I get Ed Davis, who they signed from the Nets, is kind of the backup big, and Dante Exum's going to be expected to be a backup you know, point guard. But O'Neal figures to switch between two or three positions and slide other guys around. And I like Georgie Niang, too. Yeah. I think he's, he's a valuable piece. Um, that's I, guess. I said that on a radio show with Booner and with PK, and they gave me eye rolls and jumped me. No, I, I like the guy. You've got my back. I, Sweet. No, I, I, I like good players. I like guys that can score. Um, George has got a high-level 
uh, high-level basketball IQ. He's a good passer. I thought he really actually, down the stretch last year, was really a, a positive piece for the Jazz. Uh, but, yeah, you're, you're right. Second-round draft picks have to – some of those guys have to be able to be in the equation. Uh, and then how, how, the, how you fill the rest of the roster out is going to be really important for depth. Because depth, as you saw in the Warriors series, you just never know. Warriors uh, Raptors series, you just never know what's going to happen. You got to have some depth behind your guys. I look at the other contenders in the West, you know, and other teams made moves, but I don't feel, pending the outcome of Kawhi Leonard, and if he goes to the Lakers, I don't feel like any of the best teams. I mean, Houston didn't get better. Portland's only going to get better. Only I put in quotes because they're going to get their big man back. I mean, they were shorthand in the playoffs without him. Uh, Denver figures to be organic improvement, internal improvement. They re-up Millsaps, and they're not spending a ton of money. If the Lakers get the super team with Kawhi to go with the other two, okay, then all bets are off. But, well, no, actually all bets are on them at that point. Right. But aside from that, it looks like you know, the Jazz have been fifth adding these two guys. Why can't they reel in any of these other teams? Houston included. Is Houston closed that series out by watching the Jazz miss shots in the last three games? Yeah, if you watch, if you if you just look at the box scores, if you just look at the uh, the, the tally of games, you would say that the Jazz were way far behind the Rockets. The Rockets have got their own issues, right? Yeah, and they got and- an aging Chris Paul who. In you know, it's rumored that he and Harden really don't like each other. I wouldn't be surprised if there there is still maybe something that's going to happen with Houston and moving Paul, maybe bringing some other pieces in. Um, there's rumors that Capella could be on the move via trade. So I think there's still a whole lot of things that aren't done. But as of this very second, talking free agency, I think the, the Jazz are in as good a position as anyone in the West. Again, all hinging upon what Kawhi says or does. But the fact that they went out, saw the needs, got the guys, seemed to be great fits, it is very, very encouraging to say the Jazz are certainly top three, top two, top three in the West right now, and that is a definite move up from where they were. When I look at the East, a lot of guys move – but I, feel, I don't feel like any of the best teams got better. Indiana gets better when Oladipo gets healthy, obviously. They, they lose Bogdanovich. They go out and get Malcolm Brogdon from Milwaukee. So that takes Milwaukee down a peg. If Kawhi leaves Toronto, that takes them down a peg. Horford leaving Boston. I like the Kemba get. I, I think losing Kyrie was just addition by subtraction. Kemba figures to fit. Um, but they don't have Horford. That's a, that's a huge problem. What are they doing for a big guy? Philly gets Horford, which is a positive, but they lose Butler and Reddick, so they lose a lot of shooting. Man, they went all in on Tobias Harris. And, I mean, we talked about him being a good fit for the Jazz forever, but the Jazz just have to move on to somebody else. Philly's max him out of five years, $180 million. He's going to sign in Philly. I, yeah, I love Harris, but I don't know right now that I'd say he's a max. You know, I'm, that might be a little bit of a stretch. But the, you're talking about the 76ers. What they really did is they got bigger, but I don't know that they improved their team. Right. Because who's going to make baskets? Did who's going to be a shooter? Did I think, Boston improve? I think actually Boston did improve. With no Horford? Well, I think they're, they're, that's the move they have to make. And I wouldn't be surprised. Things I've heard is Capella could be on the move to Boston. And if that happens, then I like the Celtics. I really like the if Celtics. That, I mean, the offseason isn't done yet. Right. I get that. Right. And if Capella, if they get Capella, now they got a complete team, and I like Boston. If they get Capella, they could be the hands-down pick to win the East. But I, I'm just here to tell you that I, I actually went out to training camp last year in Boston. And I right from the very beginning, 
could see the kind of dissension and disinterest, perhaps, on Kyrie's part. You know, and then Hayward's trying to work his way back. So I think just by moving Kyrie out of the equation, certainly losing Horford is not great, but you can get somebody. I think the Celtics are better today because they just got rid of some of that crap. So are they the pick in the East? Because the pick in the West is hard to make. If I said what two teams are going to be in the Western Finals, what well, would you but, say? But I think that all, again, Kawhi's deal, hinge, right. that, that impacts the East and the a- West. Absolutely. So as, of, as, it's, as it's constituted right now, um, I think Boston is, is a good pick in the West, uh, or excuse me, in the East. Uh, but, but I'm not ready to say that they're, they're coming out of the East. Um, Boston-Philly, Boston-Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee. I'd probably choose Milwaukee yeah. out of the East right now. Reigning MVP. Um, you know, they got Middleton back. They, they, they lose Brogdon, but they got Middleton back. Yeah, I think Milwaukee is the team in the East to beat right now. It looks like there's 10 teams dreaming of going, if not to the conference finals, then maybe even the NBA finals, depending on what Kawhi does. It would really be best for the league if he went to the Clippers because that would really create oh, yeah. that competition. W- because in Toronto with the Lakers, he elevates them and they're clearly the favorite. Right. No, I, I and, totally and, agree. And the Lakers in a way that makes everyone except Laker fans sick to their stomach. Talk to me. Like, what you don't actually have to be competent. You just have to be the Lakers and just tamper with other guys. You know, guy's got a year and a half left on his deal and pull him out. Offer him a movie deal on the side. Yeah. Seriously. Ridiculous. So... It's a total turnoff. Talk to me, talking super teams. Obviously, we're watching the the kind of the dissolution of one. Uh, Talk to me on your thoughts on what the Warriors. I liked what they did. They had a bad poker hand. I don't think they built a great team, but they got a guy who's a talent, a guy who I think the league had generally kind of rolled their eyes at and written off when he went to Brooklyn, but a guy who turned in a good year, not only had good stats, but helped his team win. And I know it was in the East, I don't want to oversell it. His contract's a little big at four years and 117 million. That's a little pricey. Does he play the Warrior way? Uh, easy answer: absolutely not. But they're so short-handed. They have so few potential moves because of the way they're capped out and the roster isn't very deep. They move Iguodala, who's almost done, and since they're not doing anything this year anyway, you know what help will he be in two years? So I think moving him now. The problem for the league is. If he goes to Memphis and they wave him, which seems likely slash probable, or they flip him somewhere, and he goes to the Lakers and he still helps them out kind of in the way Ron Harper went and helped the Lakers after the Bulls years with Shaq and Kobe, right? That, that's a problem. Um, but the Warriors made themselves younger, which I wasn't sure they could do. They got a guy who is viewed as a talent. If he doesn't fit this year, you play Steph and Draymond together, all their minutes, you rest them together, and as soon as they go out... You make sure D'Angelo Russell goes in. I don't know how much you're going to have on that Warrior bench this year. It doesn't look good to me. And you just let him take over and do his thing for 15 to 20 minutes a game. I don't play Curry and Draymond big minutes this year. Why? And I definitely uh, load management those guys. Yeah, season long. Without question. And I just give him a bigger role and let him do his thing. Right. 
if he does get the Warriors, I mean, he's still a young guy, and you have to give young guys a chance to make mistakes and grow up. I heard quotes out of DeMarcus Cousins this year. I'm thinking, this guy's getting it. But there is, and we always joke about this, there is actually scientific research that says the male brain is still developing until 25. So if guys make immature decisions at 22, well, just because you're 7 feet tall and you got 50 or 100 or 200 million bucks doesn't make you an adult. You still don't make great life choices because I was 21 once. I was a numbskull. You were 21. You were probably genius, See, I, but you I probably would, knew numbskulls. I would actually argue that the brain's still developing at 49. There's an outside chance you're right about that. Because I do but, stupid stuff every day. But I think that their ability to get young talent I thought wasn't very good. So they got some. Is it a great fit? Probably not, but maybe. But you just play him in that bench role, you know, when the other two guys are sitting and let him do his thing. And if it doesn't work, you can flip them somewhere else and get some assets back and continue the rebuild or bring in some older guys to win in two years when, you know, you're healthy again with Clay Thompson. Like I said, at face value, I didn't like it right. and for all the, the reasons that you actually just laid out. Yeah. But where they are and how they're totally strapped in terms of the cap. Yeah. They're to be able to bring in a bargaining chip mm-hmm. that at some point you may be able to move to get a right. warrior guy. He's an asset. He's an asset. And they went out and actually saw one of the remaining assets that were gettable on the board and brought it in. And, you know, there have been a link with him to the Lakers. Now, there have been a lot of people linked to the Lakers and the Clippers, less to the Raptors because I think their salary cap situation. But as those three teams go all in on Kawhi, it just reminds me of the Jazz going all in on Hayward. Well, if you get him, then you got your guy. Okay. But if you don't get them, what's plan B? Well, plan B, plan C, and plan D all got signed by other teams. What are the two losers in the Kawhi Leonard sweepstakes going to do? Lick their wounds, take their beating, and wait for a year? It's not a great free agent class next year. And that was the huge risk at at going in all in on him, and it's why the, the Knicks actually kind of Picked their poison. They went after, you know, decided. Julius, Julius Randle. Julius Randle. Bobby Portis. I mean, they, they, they have some nice players, but they don't have a star. And you don't win in the NBA without yeah. stars. And it's been a while since New York's had a star. Yeah. All right. DJ and the coach, Tim Lacombe. Talking hoops. Talking free agency. <laughs> 